What is up, everybody? I am Ant, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts. Introduce yourselves, guys. Carlos What's Kirby? up, everybody? It's Macho Man Dan. It doesn't matter what your name <laughs> is. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Carlos. I just normally go first, and I wasn't expecting you to speak up. <laughs> Carl, you know who I am. We know who you are, but we don't know what you want with everybody. Or no, doesn't what's that thing that says we know who you are? Or no, you know who we are. Or no, Scott Hall says you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. You know that's, what he, that's what he said when he joined WCW. Anyways, we are Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast, where we're here covering WWE Crown Jewel 2022. Live in, how do you say, Ridia? Riyadh, Riyadh, sorry, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. I had Why a look at something like Riyadh season. Riyadh, Riyadh season, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, it was a big show. They made a huge deal about it. They had a press conference the night before. Uh, it was, well, it premiered for people in the States that are Eastern time, 12 p.m., which, uh, how did you guys like watching it early like that? Eh, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I, I kind of like, wish it was that night. Cool. I, I like didn't it. mind it. I didn't mind the fact. It's, it. it's good. I think they're thinking about more the the Saturday thing. Doing it on Saturdays, like even if it's in at that night or in the morning. This is me. So like I'm going, I'm going because like as me as a kid, whenever my mom would like, give me a pay per view or anything. That'll be very rare because I have school the next day and it will be always on a Sunday night. Yeah. So I got kind of like, I'll be like tired the next day. So maybe they're thinking about the kids. Let's say put it on a Saturday night. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh, they don't have, they don't have, um, um, they don't have school the next day. They could sleep in or they have, yeah. their parents have to worry about like them, like getting them up in the morning, you know? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different, um, reasons behind it. But for me, I didn't mind it being early at this point because it was like a four hour show. And, and they've done um, it before. And they've, yeah, they've done it before. But I just want to say really quick, we're going to go to our first commercial break. But I want to say that uh, we are happy to be covering Crown Jewel. The first match of the night, which I was surprised opened the show, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I'll go over really quick moments from the match. And then when we come back, we'll go over our thoughts. So... Bobby sends Brock Lesnar's legs first into the steps. Bobby then spears Brock outside of the ring. Lashley spears Lesnar through a railing and a spear in the ring again. Lashley gets a two count. Lesnar nails German suplexes and an F5, which gets a two. Lashley nails a spine buster and he applies the hurt lock. And Lesnar falls back on Bobby Lashley and gets a three count. After the match, Lashley applies the hurt lock, and Lashley sort of, or, I'm sorry, Lesnar sort of drops um, fans chant, you suck at Lashley, and Lesnar rises again. We talked a little bit about this off-air. Dan, you speculated that it looked as if maybe that wasn't the right finish. So when we come back, we're going to go right to you, Dan, and get your take on that. So, and obviously Carlos too, and our my take. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss this.
Welcome back, everybody. So we just were talking about Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Brock getting the, well, I mean, not surprising to me, Carlos and Tyler, but the surprising victory. But as Danny mentioned off here, it didn't look like Bobby's arms were down. What are your thoughts? His shoulders on weren't down. I mean, from what I heard, they were supposed to go for like another five, ten minutes, but that's what I heard. No, and I, I don't know if like that was the actual finish or what, but I do know that his shoulders weren't down, so it looked a little funky. Yeah. So were you? I kind of thought the same thing when I saw it. I was like, "Wait, was this supposed to happen?" But did you think? What did you think of the match other than that little situation? I mean, oh man, I want to say uh, Bobby made Brock look like his bitch. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm, I'm just, I was like, huh. Bobby, Bobby last time. I they definitely I feel built Bobby up a lot more. I'm surprised Brock was like you know taking that kind of punishment. Normally he's the one dishing out and then he loses or something or some shit. You never know. I but mean, Bo- Bobby like, did attack him before the bell rang. Yeah, but I mean, like really, come on. Seth did the same thing to Brock and Brock kicked his ass for a while. It was the other way around though. I'm just saying. With Seth and Brock, Brock, like Brock went after Seth before Seth even got in the ring. That was that. I know. I'm. I'm just saying. It, it happens. Brock whoops ass. I was surprised that Bobby was just taking him like that. Yeah. I agree. All right. How about you, Carlos? What do you think? Um. Match. Oh, night. Not only like it was like two big guys going at each other. But it was like, it, I think it did what it needed to do. Danny was kind of like, eh. Because, like, I did notice that his shoulders weren't down. Like, just restart the match. That's all they had to do. But I guess not. Maybe maybe they stopped, maybe they stopped there early because Brock was actually legitimately injured. Who knows? Because, like, I don't think they would have just, like, I don't think they would have, like, ended it that quick if, like, if nothing, something wasn't wrong. I feel like something maybe was wrong there and that they had to, like, end it quickly. I wondered, like, did the ref with the position of the camera? Did the was the ref like in eye shot of the arms being up? Because maybe the ref really thought that, like, maybe that was the ending, and his shoulders were supposed to be down, but Lashley just like messed up, and and I don't know. I mean, like, that's a possibility, but like I said, I heard that was the right ending. I mean, I could be wrong, and it's just all like fake, maybe but... he was supposed to kick out of that, but then it was supposed to be over like soon, and maybe that's why the ref is like, okay, one, two, three. Like I don't know, but um, I wonder if we go back and see it, maybe that can give us some clues as to if it was supposed to end or not. Because I, when I saw, it, I was like, his arms aren't even down. Um, yeah, that's that's what my, that's why I said I was like, huh, that doesn't look right, and that's why I went more digging into it. But that's me. Um. But okay, I mean, I guess we're, we're left to kind of think that this is this rivalry is an over between the two of them because Lashley applies the hurt lock after there wasn't really like a dominant champion. You guys were right, Lashley did control the match for the most of it, but uh, Lesnar is your winner. Speaking of winners, we are winners because the Survivor Series is coming to us live on November 26th. It's War Games, two War Games matches this year, it's going to be huge. Epic coming two days before my birthday. Yes. Before Judas, the champion. Um, speaking of champions, we have the WWE women's tag team titles on the line next. The women's tag team champions, Asuka 
and Alexa Bliss defending against Damage Control members Dakota Sky, or I'm sorry, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Um, before the match, though, Alexa and Oscar are interviewed. And during the interview, we see Bray Wyatt's logo go on the TV monitor that's behind Alexa. And Alexa looks at it nervously and then, like, breaks away from it and kind of, like, snaps back into her normal self. Pretty interesting there. Um, There is some continuation with that on Raw. When they walk down in the ring, you see Bray's logo. We'll get to that after the match. But here are some moments from the match. Asuka Bulldogs Io Sky into the knees of Alexa Bliss and gets a two count. Io nails a springboard dropkick and gets a two. Um, and she nails that to Asuka off the top rope. Io with a dragon screw leg screw to Asuka and a face buster. Alexa Bliss nails a double dropkick and tornado DT to Dakota Kai. Io Sky breaks up the pinfall attempt, though. Io nails a backbreaker. Um, Bliss with a code red to Io Sky and gets a two count. Asuka with a missile, missile drop kick and gets a two. Dakota Kai with a running kick in the corner and that also gets a two count. And the end come the end comes after Alexa nails a DDT. Io and Asuka brawl outside of the ring. Nikki Cross comes in and nails a swinging neckbreaker to Alexa Bliss off the top rope. Dakota Kai gets a three. Damage control become your new women's tag team champions. They had recently lost the titles on Raw. They're back at it. I assumed this was going to happen when they won. I was like, yes, because I was like, my, my vision's going to come true. Um, but I'll throw it to Carlos. Carlos, what were your thoughts on the match and having new women's tag team champions? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the whole situation, like um, like just throwing the titles back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. But um, you know, it uh it was it was an okay match. I think I've seen this too many times already. I'm kind of like sick of it. But you know, it is what it is. Okay. Um, how about you, Carlos? I just went. Oh, I'm, yeah. oh my god! I mean, Tyler, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Not Tyler. You got to do it. Where the fuck you are? Fuck you are. I mean, it was an okay match. I mean, I didn't like the fact that they really needed Nikki Cross to get involved. I don't know. If you're really trying to build up this whole damage control thing. You don't really want to show that they need help to win. I mean, I- I'm just saying that's just me. And I didn't like how Alexa and Oscar were just pretty much, again, controlling the match like Bobby Lashley did. I don't know. It just seemed like, okay, you're, you're trying to build these girls up, but like they're- you're not really building them up at the same time. You're just showing that they're women who are newer to the company, and it's like, okay, they're not – as good as the veterans, fine, I understand that, but it's not like you're trying to show, oh, we know some we know some good moves too. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear you. Um I think I was definitely happy though that they won. I will say that much. <clears throat> Me too. I think though, I will say and I want to get too ahead of myself because the women's match is later on. But I don't get what they're doing. I really don't. My whole vision was okay. Damage control is going to win the titles, <laughs> and then Bailey is eventually going to win because Bailey's the leader. If you're going to have anybody have titles or a title, why wouldn't you have the leader of the group, who is supposed to be the person that everyone's fighting for, be champion? You know, you're going to have the two <laughs> girls. <laughs> what happened? 
No, I was I was making a joke saying Roman Reigns, but you know. But you know what I mean. But but my thing though is that like, like it just it doesn't make sense why they would win the titles unless they were going to be a dominant faction. No, I agree. I'm. I don't again, get it. Quoting the bloodline, <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> I'm not saying they always need to copy, but I'm just saying it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, like, their whole gimmick is we're in control and we have power, we're taking over the division. But, like, the only thing you've done is won the women's tag team titles. Again, I agree with you. I'm just, I don't know. I I do want to say, though, I do agree with the fact that, like, they're not doing much. That's why I wanted to say that they. It was weird that they weren't really showing that they had control of the match. It was mainly Nikki. It was mainly Alexa and Asuka who had control of the match. If it wasn't for Nikki Cross, they wouldn't have won the tag titles. That's why I didn't like that, per se. I feel you. Okay, yeah. I mean, again, like it was a good tag match. Um, but I don't really feel like it really did much knowing what we know later on. But let's move on. We see Jake and Logan Paul arrive outside in the arena. And, uh, you know, we're excited to see Jake and Logan. So, happy about that. And I'm happy about this next match. A steel cage match. Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross with Scarlett by his side. Here are some notes with this match here. Uh, Cross sends Drew McIntyre into the cage and catapults Drew's neck across the ropes. Drew nails a belly-to-belly suplex, and he sends Cross into the cage and lands a neckbreaker. Drew hits a Michinoku driver and gets a two. Cross nails a running knee and gets a two count. Um, Cross nails a Doomsday Saito suplex. Scarlet climbs the cage, and Cross applies a cross jacket while this happens. The cross hammer is nailed to Drew McIntyre. Um, Scarlet maces Drew McIntyre and the referee as Drew tries to leave the cage. Drew applies an ankle lock to Karrion Cross. Drew nails a Claymore, and as Drew is about to leave, Scarlet locks the door and takes the key. So Drew's like, fuck this. He climbs the cage, and Scarlet quickly goes to unlock the door, but Drew jumps out of the cage before Karrion Cross can get out. Scarlet is pissed. So Drew McIntyre is your winner in this match. He gets some revenge against Karrion Cross. Dan, what did you think of this match compared to their last match? I didn't really, I wasn't a big fan of this one, but go ahead. I mean, for me, it was like, I hate that they added uh, the stipulation of a steel cage. It was like, they always use the steel cage gimmick because someone's going to escape over the top. They're not going to get pinned. That's one thing I don't like about steel cage matches. I mean, the whole point is just to stay locked inside. I mean, yeah, you can do that, and that's why it's a stipulation, but I was just like, ugh. And that's why I, I, was, I wasn't I was right on which wrestler would do it, but I did say someone was going to crawl over the top and win that way, but I was at least right in that aspect of it. Um, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't the best match I've ever seen. I liked their other match better. That's just my take on it. I agree. I agree, sir. How about you, Carlos? What do you think? Um, it was okay. I didn't really care for it too much either. Um, I think the last match was better. I just don't. I feel like Karen Cross should have won because like the it it made like it made it seem like the mace didn't really do anything. Like I feel like the once the mace hit, that should have like kept Drew McIntyre down. But 
Oh, yeah, I guess she made the mistake of locking the cage before, like, like, like waiting for him to get out. You know, it was it was good, but I don't think it really did anything. I I just feel like I've been saying this for a while, but I think Drew McIntyre needs to like change his whole character. I feel like they should have just waited till uh war games. That's just my opinion, though. He's like, like I remember the Scottish psychopath. He was a savage when he first came back. That's what I mean, right? He, I think he needs to go back to that. <clears throat> okay. okay, like something different. Well, the I Scottish guess. warrior that he won the title from Brock Lesnar with. Well, I think he's been I Scottish know. warrior like since he's he hasn't changed his character at all since that happened. Like I'm, I just like, wonder I'm what's next win. for both of these guys now that this match. I mean, do you think they're going to keep fighting? I think they're going to keep fighting. That's just me though. Well, the bloodlines soon arrive at the arena, and everyone is all excited about that. We then get our six-man tag match next. The OC taking on the Judgment Day with Rhea Ripley by their side. She calls herself Mommy, um, which, uh, I'm sorry, the only Mommy in WWE is Big Mommy, Cool Raquel Rodriguez. Or is it Gonzalez? I don't fucking know her name. Um, So... Gun- uh, not Gunther, oh my gosh. Um, Gallows nails a clothesline and Damian Priest takes control attacking AJ Styles. AJ nails a backbreaker to Dominic Mysterio. Um, AJ nails a brain buster to Dom as well. Balor attacks AJ and sends him into the ring steps. Gallows nails a clothesline to, Drew- to Dominic and a big boot to Priest. Um, it- who is this? Yes, yeah, so... Is this Damian Priest or Finn Balor? I think it was Finn, it was Finn Balor. He nailed the neck breaker over his knee to, um, or was that AJ Styles? That was AJ. AJ nails the neck breaker over his knee to Finn Balor. I'm looking at my handwriting; it's really bad. Finn Balor buys a figure four. Carl Anderson breaks it up. Uh, every man is taken out after all slamming each other in the mat on the mat. Rhea sends AJ Styles into uh the apron, and Finn Balor nails a coup de gras. On Styles and gets a three count. So the Judgment Day, with the help of Rhea Ripley again, stands tall over the OC. So Carlos, what did you think of the six man tag match? I think it was a really good six man tag. I was excited for this one. Um, I just don't understand why like they didn't just have somebody have like somebody come in for the OC during the pay per view. Like it didn't really make sense to like wait till like later on a later date for it to happen, but. But um, you know, I'm 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 happy that the Judgment Day won. They they continue their momentum that they had, um, and they everyone looked good. Okay, okay. Um, so I agree with you. The only thing that I think though is that although it was a good match, I felt like a lot of these matches so far have been house house show like. Nothing crazy has happened that screams pay per view worthy. I mean, it's 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 Saudi Arabia. I know, but it's just like if you're gonna have a press conference, you're making it like it's a huge fucking deal, and it's like every match, like there's no. It's almost like if the match didn't happen, it wouldn't really matter, you know. Yeah, it wouldn't matter to like the story or anything, is what you mean, right? Exactly. Like they, they none of these matches really did anything to drive any storyline. It's like okay. They never really do, if we're being honest here. What like, I don't the point of the Saudi Arabia shows. I I I just, it's money. That's all yeah, it is. It's money. That's really all it is. It's 
a lot of money that they get to do these shows. It doesn't... Elimination Chamber, I felt, was different. I was excited for this one because Elimination Chamber, they really brought it. This that... one, I'm like, how show? Well, yeah, but that wasn't like... How do I say it? It wasn't built as a Saudi show. It was just built like a normal pay-per-view. This was built as another Saudi show. Yeah. Yeah. God. I mean, I I agree with Carlos that it was a good match, and I was definitely happy to see the OC win. And he's right on the side. Judgment Day. Judgment Day won. Yeah, that's my bad. Why did I say that? My bad. Um, But it definitely also didn't make sense to the fact that they didn't have anybody out for Rhea Ripley, and they're like, oh, my God, what are they going to do about Rhea Ripley? Like, we knew that going into the match, he was going to be a factor in it. Don't, I, thought don't... It was be, I thought it was going to be Raquel the whole time. Yeah, well, that's not who it was. <laughs> no, but I was wrong. Well, I just feel like, again, this match, like, it didn't matter. Like, it's like it, it, this could have happened on Raw, and, this, you know, Rhea could have interfered, and then, like, it could have been the next week. Like, it's like no, nothing... Nothing was different except the Rhea's here. A little too high, in. No, I know, but like if you're gonna have kind of like what you guys were touching on, though, like you just said, they know that Rhea's out there. They were pimping out the fact that who's gonna be an equalizer to Rhea Ripley, and then the show comes and Rhea just dominates, and that's it. Like I felt like they should. Well, they were maybe seen... talking about it also after the match. That's really what I was talking about. Like they were saying, like, "Oh my God, damn you, Rhea Ripley, everything, and all that." Yeah, shit. but even on Raw before they were saying on Raw, they're like, "Who's gonna put a stop to Rhea Ripley? Someone needs to stop her." That's why we were thinking someone was gonna show up. During this yeah. match, though, during this match, though, I want to say my close commentary was hilarious. Somebody oh yeah. Somebody's whoop her ass. And that's why I was thinking someone was going to come out because he's saying it during the match. I'm like, get her. You notice that, though, right? Yeah, he's he's, killing it. Somebody needs to beat her ass. I love him. He's awesome. That's why he's less restricted on it. He doesn't have Vince Vince McMahon yelling in his ear the whole damn time. All right. Well, speaking of yelling. We have Braun Strowman taking on Omos in these two. Let's see who can move slower contests, even though Braun. Oh gets... my God, really? Why are you giving them shit? That was a. I enjoyed it. Yeah, for a three minute match. Um, Omos nails a big Why boot and body shit? slam. the wrestling. Hello. Well, let's talk about it. So, Omos nails a big boot and a body slam, and he gets a two count. Omos nails a headbutt and a one arm body slam. Um, Strowman punches Omos and clotheslines him to the outside. Strowman runs right into Omos outside, and Strowman gets the win after a running power slam. And a three that must count. have been a really powerful headbutt. I guess so, because I mean, to have to beat Omos that quick, I mean, what was the point? Uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, I mean, the match was okay. I mean, for big guys, I guess it wasn't anything spectacular. Like, it wasn't going to be like, Oh my God! This is a WrestleMania worthy match. Yes. It's gonna yeah. be like, and okay. I mean, I didn't really care about the match to begin with. It's just an okay. They're fighting. Cool. Nothing. Nothing really exciting here. Yeah. And then the finish was a little weak. I mean, it seemed like Omos was kind of kicking his ass, and then all of a sudden, one power slam, and you're done. But it seems like that's sort of like what's been going on this entire night, right? It's like everyone's getting their ass beat, and then they take over, and that's it, right? I mean, didn't that happen with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar? 
that happened with yeah i mean it's like it seems like they just keep doing the superhero and save like like that that's not real i'm sorry not everybody that gets beat up is able to come back five minutes and then destroy everybody like that i hate when they do that that's lazy yeah um but what do you think carlos i thought it was okay i think um it was better than i thought it was gonna be um yeah, no, I, no, it was good. Yeah, I think, again, like, you can only do so much with this type of match because it's not expected to be a big, huge, you know, these guys are going to have match of the night. We knew that wasn't going to happen. But it's like, Braun is way more athletic than, than Omar, so it's like, it's like I think Braun was, like, trying to carry the match the most, most of the time. I get it. The only thing is that... In my opinion, it makes Omos look weak because Omos is so much bigger than Strowman, and Strowman defeated him after one running power slam. Mm-hmm. Also, is it just me or does it seem like the running power slam isn't even that good of a finisher, if I'm being honest? No. I mean, there is no way a Nigerian giant is going to be done after one running power slam. I don't get it. But we're in Saudi Arabia. It's a house show. Uh. I do get this match. The WWE tag team titles on the line. The Usos defending against the Brawling Brutes. And we find out that Jay Uso might be fighting, defending the titles with a broken wrist. Um, we're not sure exactly if it was broken or not. I don't know if they mentioned after. But um, that was just a little quick note that they had. Here are some notes from the match. Butch nails a double jumping knee off the apron. Butch nails a tornado DDT to Jimmy. Holland does the six beats of the Bowery to Jey Uso. Butch then steps on Jimmy's hand on the steps. Butch nails a moonsault to Jay and gets a two count. The Usos nail double super kicks. Jay super kicks Butch and then the Usos nail a double splash to Butch. But Ridge Holland makes the save. Um, Ridge nails a white noise to Jay and gets a two count. The Brawling Brutes toss Jimmy over the timeskeeper's area. Ridge nails a slam to Jay. Jimmy breaks up the count, and the end comes after the Usos nail. A really cool-looking top rope, 1D to Butch, and they are still your WWE Tag Team Champions. Again, with this match, though, I mean, it was back and forth, it was, but uh, again, the Bruce sort of dominated until the end, and the Usos got the win. So, Dan, what do you think? Um, I mean, it was definitely an entertaining match. I will definitely give them that. They had a little bit of chemistry in it, but like you said, it was just another one of those superhero endings where the Brawling Brutes, I, I honestly thought for a second, they might actually win. And then Jay broke it up. I was like, oh, well, now you know they're fucking winning. So it was just kind of that way. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was good. I can't hate. But again, you kind of knew the Usos were going to win this one, right? Um, How about you, Carlos? Yeah, what do you think? I knew it, but I was like... Like I said, once he threw him over the barricade and everything, I was like, all right, well, this actually might happen. They might actually win the tag titles for a while, for now, and I was going to be surprised. But when it happened, when Jay broke it up, I was like, yeah, well, nope, nope. Now they're definitely winning. Now now the users are definitely taking the win. See, I have this theory that, like, they're not going to – they're going to take it off come, like, mania. Like, I don't think they're taking it off yet, and I think when the team that does take it off, it's either going to be, like, a random team, or it's going to be a team that, you know, like, I, would be, I wouldn't be I would be surprised if the New Day won on Friday. 
Yeah, I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be the Usos that win, considering they probably want to have the Usos versus uh, the New Day for the longest reigning tag team tag team champions and shit. That's going to be guys, huge. Did you guys? Did you guys? That's going to be a good match. I don't care how many times we've seen it; it's going to be a good match. Go ahead, Carlos. Did you guys get my joke? No. What was your joke? When yeah. you said, "Oh, that it might be a random team that that, that defeats them," I said, "The Paul Brothers." That well, see, here's the thing. I was gonna say that, and I even told my brother that, and my brother was like, "That's a great idea." But Logan's I just out. read, I, yeah, I just read that Logan might want to fight Cena at Mania, so that. Oh might... my! No! 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 Well, no. Uh, did you uh, also uh, hear that Logan no. got injured? There's you know been, it's online. Logan hinted that he wanted to take on Cena at Mania, and it's WrestleMania I, goes Hollywood. So I, I heard that, uh, that if The Rock doesn't make it, they're gonna have Cena versus Roman. They, dude, if The Rock doesn't, dude, I've been watching The Young Rock. I want everyone to watch that. It's a great show. It's funny. It's good. It's entertaining. Um, but if he doesn't face Roman Reigns at Mania, especially WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And then they're missing out. The Rock is probably one of the biggest names in wrestling and in Hollywood. And if you're going to do a big, like I would do, I wouldn't do Cena versus Paul. I would do the Paul brothers versus the Usos. Cause I mean, storyline wise, it was set up at Crown Jewel, you know, like the Paul brothers want revenge, you know, it makes sense. And they want revenge on the biggest show in the world. Well, Logan be back in time. He said, I heard about it. Oh, yeah, because he tore it. Well, we'll talk about that I, at the end. So. I said that. I literally said that, but no one heard me, apparently. <laughs> Damn. Dan started to hear things. He's like, he's hearing things. He thought Carlos picked fucking Lashley to win. I'm joking with you, Dan. I'm sure Dan said it. I just was probably uh, focusing on the fact that, uh, uh, I'm going to smack well, I wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't be me hearing things concerning the fact that I'm the one that said it. But, yeah, but I mean, like, you might be, like, becoming schizophrenic where it's, like, you think you're saying things and you're, like, it's actually the voices in your head. Oh, ha, ha, very yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, but, Carlos, go ahead. What do you think? I know you see you said your joke, but what do you think about the match? Yeah, it was a good tag team match. Um, they just, they just fought a few weeks ago, so I didn't really, like, like expect anything, like, different but once they announced that jay had that injured wrist i'm like oh yeah they're losing once they said that i'm like i thought they were gonna lose right away but but you know it was it was it was good i'm i'm surprised that jay fought with the broken wrist that's like very impressive but um you know it was it was a good match there was some points in there i thought like the brawling groups were gonna win but the right team won the ones and we move on yes sir we the ones move on uh, moving on to the WWE Raw Women's title, last woman standing match, Bailey taking on the Raw Women's champion, Bianca Belair. And I think, if I'm correct, I think this was the third match that they made history in. I think they had, wasn't it like the first ever, like, I quit? Did they have an I quit match? No, they had they somewhere said that like they obviously you know they had the first one-on-one women's ladder match. This is the first one-on-one last woman standing match in Saudi Arabia. And they had another match that was a first for them. Um, but these two have been fighting in all kinds of matches. And- I think they were no, no, no. I was gonna say them, but no, that's not true. 
I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's talk about this specific match, though. Bailey goes after Bianca Belair with a chair, but Bianca kicks the chair in Bailey's face. Bianca with a springboard dive onto Bailey to the outside. Um, Bailey places Bianca Belair on a steel chair, and Bailey nails a jumping clothesline off the guard railing onto Bianca, who is set up on the chair. Bailey nails a chair shot to the back of Bianca. Bianca throws a chair right at Bailey's face, and Bailey falls to the outside. Bailey pushes steps into the chest of Bianca, and she traps Bianca in the steps. And Bailey then attacks Bianca with kendo stick shots. Bianca throws the steps, but Bailey moves, and Bianca nails a spine buster on top of the steps to Bailey. Bailey with a Bailey to belly on the stage. And then Bailey runs an equipment case at Bianca Belair and tosses her in it, closes the lid on Bianca, and Bianca's ponytail is trapped in it. Um, Bailey dies, drives a golf cart, but Bianca is able to drop kick her out of it. Um, Bailey is on top of the cart, and the two fight on top of it. Bianca then drives the cart down the ramp with Bailey on top. Bianca tosses Bailey off the top of the cart, and Bailey lands spine first against the table at ringside. That looked like it hurt really bad. Bianca then goes to powerbomb Bailey through that table. Bianca goes for a 450 splash, but Bailey moves, and Bianca lands on a bunch of chairs. Uh, Bianca nails a KOD. To, or I'm sorry, Bianca better nails a KOD to Bailey on a chair, and uh, Bailey is sandwiched in a ladder and gets trapped, and she cannot make the 10 count, so Bianca Belair retains the Raw Women's Championship. I'll throw it to you, Carlos, first. What did you think about that match? I mean, the ending, uh, she got away with it because it's a last woman standing match, but what do you think? I thought the ending was a smart way to keep her down. Um, It was a good match. I like how everything was like, how they use the golf cart and like um, Bailey's tactics, like Trying to keep Bianca down were like really smart too. Um, yeah, it was a good match. Four stars, I give it. Um, I don't think the, I don't think maybe, I mean, it was, even though I predicted Bianca, I don't think the right person won. But yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, I just I wonder wanna, like what's next for Bailey. But go ahead, Car- uh, Dan. I was just saying, I want to beg to disagree with Carlos on the ending there. I thought it was a really bad ending on how they did it. It was a smart idea on paper, very badly executed. See, I went back and forth, Dan, though, because I'll tell you why. Before reading the match, I would agree with you. But after reading early on in the match, Bailey tried to beat Bianca that way. She put this, she blocked her with the step. She trapped her. So I could understand Bianca yeah. like, okay, bitch, now I'm doing it to you. But I do agree with you. It is a sucky ending for this type of rivalry. But go ahead. Well, no, 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 no. That's not what you know how I'm saying. I'm saying like it was poorly executed in the sense that Bailey could have easily crawled out. She could have crawled out behind it and then just fucking fell to the floor. Oh, now I'm up. She could have done it that way. No, it 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 just it didn't look right in the sense of how she was placed. I mean, yeah, all right, I can see the idea. She's trapped. She can't get out because she can't push the ladder open. open. It's, it just didn't make much sense to me. And the fact that driving the golf cart, what what was that supposed to accomplish? It, it didn't make a big impact in the match. Not like last time we had a golf cart when like Roman Reigns went against Kevin Owens and he literally ran him over. That didn't have the same impact as it. The like the actual like uh, locked here in a crate thing. 
think I thought that was gonna work, but she didn't close. Like she closed it, but she didn't lock it or anything. If she locked it, then I'd be like, "Yeah, sorry." We, I don't know. I, I really wish they really went about like the endings a little better of it. Like yeah, I agree. Down. That's just me though, and I, I will agree that I definitely think the wrong person won. But I do want to point out why I always go down on Bianca Belair because this was very well pointed out in this match on the reason why I hate her. They always build her as the underdog. The main team, oh, she can't beat Bailey when she's literally done it like two, three times now. I'm sick of that shit. No one thinks she's an underdog. We can clearly tell she's a really powerful woman. We're not saying that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I'm tired of them being like, oh, can she Can she do it? Can she actually pull this off? Yes, we know she can. We're tired of that shit. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, I agree. I think, in my opinion, I feel like this is a sign that Bailey's eventually going to win the title, and they don't want someone to win the title to lose looking like a loser. So I think, you know, this is a match that you can question, kind of like, you know, well, she didn't beat her one, two, three. However, you know, I just, I agree. I think that they could have found a different ladder match. No, I know. But again, on Raw, and I know we're skipping ahead, Dakota Kai is like, Bailey's beating you twice. And I'm like, when? But let's let's move on because we're, we know we're not done with that. We have more to talk about. Bray Wyatt comes out to the ring. And uh, Bray says, I come from a wrestling family. They're larger than life. All I ever wanted to be was great. I had to be the greatest out of all of them. I did what I thought I needed to do. I gave in and made a monster of myself. Bray continues, I wore that mask with pride. I no longer felt pain in the mask. I was untouchable. It felt good. He says, this monster destroyed me, though. I sat alone. No one wanted to love me. And people loved the idea of me, but I don't even love myself. Um, Bray says, this isn't ending. This isn't the ending of my story. My name is Bray Wyatt, and I am here to rewrite the ending to my story. That's when we see the Uncle Uncle Howdy face appear on the Titan Tron. And Howdy says, you're going to give in. Why wait? Don't take the mask off. Tell me I'm wrong. And then Bray leaves. So again, you know, it looks as if this is going to be a character in Bray's mind. I mean, it could be a real person, but whoever it is, this demon is telling him, keep the mask on, keep hurting people. Um, and I think that's what his gimmick is becoming, I'm guessing. So quick thoughts on that. Um, I'll go first. Uh, so I, I, I heard, I don't know why, but. I heard that he didn't. He hasn't passed his physical yet, so that's why he hasn't had any matches or beaten anybody yet. Yet, um, so they're just having him do promos till he does pass it. But, but I don't know if that's like true or not because I don't. I don't know like what goes on in his life. But, but you know, it was a, it was, it was a good promo. And I like how he, like, he kept on getting interrupted by his alter ego or something. Okay. Okay. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I mean, like I, I like the idea of this. And I do like the idea that they're giving him promos instead of having him fight everybody. I like that because that, you know, keeps him free instead of having to have to worry about losing or something like that. But, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I don't get what they're going for yet. I don't get this angle they're going for. And I guess in some aspect, I should be happy about that because I, I like it when it's unpredictable. But, I mean, with this, I don't know. It's different. It, it, it's a weird concept. I, I just got to really wait and see how this plays out for me. I mean, I, I'm liking it so far, but... Yeah, it's kind of too early to tell right now. I mean, there's going to obviously be more to it, I feel like. Um, but it's just a good way to put Bray on the show, I guess, right? Yeah, and it's, I mean, this is kind of the same way I felt when he did his Firefly Funhouse gimmick. I didn't know what he was going for, but then I did, and I liked it. So. Well, I'm going to try to go over this next match before time runs out, and then when we come back from the commercial, we'll give our thoughts. The next match is the main event, the WWE Champion, Roman Reigns. I call him the WWE Champion, that's fine. Defending against Logan Paul tonight in Radio. How do you say it? Saudi Arabia. Did I say Riyadh. Riyadh. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, Logan comes out standing on top of a huge podium that lowers to the ground. I thought that was pretty cool. Um Bobby Logan... vibes. And Bray will bad, bad news Barry goes. Thanks for stealing my gimmick. He didn't say thanks for stealing my gimmick. He said thanks for stealing my bad uh my yeah, bad yeah. news poll. So I love that. That was funny. Roman tosses Paul over the railing. And Logan, this is cool. He has a buckshot lariat and gets a two count. Logan jumps off the top of his mid with a right hand from Reigns. Logan nails a modified slam and a flying blockbuster, but gets a two. Logan kips up, nails a flying crossbody and a standing moonsaw and gets a two. Earlier on, Logan nails a Superman punch. Both men are down. Logan goes for another speech and music. However, Roman is able to nail rock bottom and gets a two. Logan You're not. Puts- well, they said rock bottom in the match. Um, oh, that's a, you're not good. the same move. Get over it. But I'm just saying, like, they met, the reason why I'm saying it is because I feel like they made that they said rock bottom for no, a Michael, reason. Michael Cole said you're an Aggie. But someone else said rock bottom telling you they said it. And I think there was a reason know, for it. But, anyways, hang on. Hearing things. Hang know. on, rock, hang on. I think, I think rock bottom in that move is totally different. So, Logan puts Roman on the announce table. Hang on, guys. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Welcome back. And that's why we have the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. At least I named it right. Um, we took a quick break. Sorry about that. We ran out of time with this whole new Zoom thing. They only give you a couple of minutes. And guess what? I don't have enough energy to... um waste going crazy looking for extra time so we are back uh and let's finish covering the logan paul roman reigns match logan nails a frog splash to roman reigns through the table outside the ring the usos attack logan's friends jay nails a super kick um and jake paul then comes down and he knock out he knocks out the usos logan nails a frog splash to roman and gets a two that's when Solo Sokoa comes out. Officials separate Jake and Solo. Logan dives onto the Usos outside. When Logan comes back in, he's met with a Superman punch by Reigns, a spear, and a three. Roman Reigns is your still universal, undisputed WWE champion. Carlos, let me throw it to you. What do you think of the head of the table showing Logan? I mean, he said after the match, go back to Hollywood. I don't want to see you anymore. What do you think? <laughs> He said, "He said I don't want to see him ever again." But you know, it was a, it was a, it was a great match. I loved it. Match of the night. 
I could watch that over and over again. Um, five stars. If I give it more, I give it more. But but you know how everything that happened during the match, the 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 spots that happened, that that clothesline was crazy. I was I've never seen that before in my life. Uh, that that was like impressive. The frog splash through the table with the phone in his hand, and then when he landed, he still had it in his hand. That was amazing too. Um, my the when the Usos attacked Michael and George in the crowd, that yeah, was that was pretty. That was pretty funny too. I like they they just threw them around and like it was like he he smacked the he smacked the drink out of his hand and then they like just threw him over the barricade. That was they they sold it pretty well. Um, Jake Paul came out. The the to everyday bro that, that was that was hilarious that they gave him his own theme song and everything. They yeah he Jake Paul they made Jake Paul look really good. And it looks like he's also made I swear if they give Jake Paul a contract too I'm done with that. But yeah you know, he he looked like he was made, he's made for that for that type of thing. I think they're both made for that world. I'm telling you. But um you know it was a, it was a, everything I like everyone getting involved. I just wish that we would have saw Solo and Jake Paul actually hit each other. But the referees just want to break it up right away before they even before they even put their hands on each other. Um, but I'm happy Roman won. I think we all expected that. Um, but I I was like I was kind of shocked when I saw Roman just break down. Like when he was leaving, he just broke down into Paul's arms. I'm like, why is he crying for? I mean, I, people are saying maybe because like he was about to hit 800, 800 days or something. But yeah, no, he just broke down into his arms. Like he's like, I never want to see him again. <laughs> yeah, he was. But it was it was a good match and then and the and the ending and all that. It was all good. Okay. Alright. I respect it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. How about you, Dan? Um it was a good match, I'll say that. Um definitely one of the greatest uh celebrity performances we've seen in recent memory. That is for damn sure. Um I will agree with Carlos on I'm kind of feeling that they're made for this world. I, I definitely agree with them. I don't know. Roman versus Logan didn't seem like that good of a match going in. I didn't see the whole point of having like a press uh, press conference on it and everything. It didn't seem like that big of a deal. But I mean, the way they made the match when it was done and said, I will say it was a damn well good match. I give props to Logan Paul. I, I give props to his brother. Everything they all did, they all pulled it off very well. Um, one thing I'm. I'm uh... Before you finish, um, I think though I think the build wasn't that good because like they were literally dealing with uh, like wasn't like Roman dealing with like two, two storylines at once, like he was dealing with something be well before what was it? Before he was Logan. dealing with Jey Uso and everything. Yeah, 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 but he but he wasn't even at the last paper he extreme role. So technically, they they started the storyline two months ago when they had they had the actual Ross when remember when they were in Vegas and they did the press conference after Logan had challenged Reigns. So I mean, technically, this has been going on for like two months at this point. Yeah, that's yeah, but I mean, for two months they hadn't really done much. They had the the promos of like two what like two three promos. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was okay for the buildup, I guess. The match was definitely better than I expected it to be. Like I said, I expected it to be like a, okay, five-minute match, bing, bang, boom, done. Didn't expect Logan Paul to win, but I won't lie. At one point, I really thought, okay, I guess Logan Paul is actually going to take the W on this one. Didn't happen, but I was... They gave that false finish. I won't lie. 
I think it might have been after that frog splash, right? The second one, like when Jake Paul. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think it was. Yeah, like that was literally like a, like at least two and a half, or like a little more than that. Like that was like literally about to hit. The- I think it was after the clothesline from like the top rope, or at least when he was going for it. Someone, I don't fucking remember. It was a good match, though. I will say that. Well, I I thought it was good. Um, Logan did good. But again, with this pay-per-view, in my eyes, you kind of already knew nothing crazy was going to happen. I didn't expect Logan to win. I knew Roman was going to retain. So for me, I never really care about these types of matches. It was a good match. I, I would recommend watching it again to people who haven't seen it, to people who have seen it, watch it again. Um, but... It's like you knew with this paper. I was hoping crazy stuff was gonna happen, but you kind of knew going into this that like you weren't gonna get a blow your head off show. It was gonna be a show that was gonna be good, but you know what I can I say something? No, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you guys notice that this is like one paper? Like every time they go to like Saudi Arabia. They always have like a different type of stage or anything. Like they build it up like such a big event, but it's not really good every single time. You know what I'm talking about? Like, well, they because they're doing it for the prince. They want to impress him. I don't, I'm just saying. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm really starting to know that. Notice that every time they go there, like this time it was a crown. Last time it was a jewel. Is you know, every time, special little stage for him. I don't know. I wish they like actually did that for American use as well, if you know what I mean. I get what you're saying. No, I think I get what you're saying. You're saying that you wish that they gave as much effort to the American uh, yes. designs of the stage and stuff. Yeah, I get it. I thought with Triple H taking over, we would see a bit more of that. I'm, you know, sadly disappointed that we're not getting like themed stages and stuff. Um. But, yeah, again, this is a match I was, you know, I, I figured they would have a decent match, but it was really good. Um, I definitely recommend checking it out. But overall, this is a decent pay-per-view. Again, like, if you missed it, you didn't miss much. I'm going to say that to you, honestly. Like, I feel like it was good, but it was a pay-per-view that you could afford to miss, right? I mean, I felt like Extreme Rules was a banger. Um, this one was kind of like... It's all right if you miss it. You didn't really miss much. But I, you know, it still was good. It was still all right. I can't hate. It was still wrestling. Um, and yeah, so our next pay-per-view is Survivor Series War Games. That's War be- Games. War Games. November 26th. We'll obviously have our prediction special. As far as predictions, there was a three-way tie. Tyler, Dan, and Carlos got the win. Tyler's not with us as he has. Um, other um, priorities, <laughs> obligations, whatever. Thank yes, uh, Commitment. yes, commitments. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's why I have you on. You know how to say words. Um, Do you know how to say words? You know how to say words. Um, so he is doing another commitment, but he is obviously happy to still hold on to that title. I know it's a crappy world, but in a no contest, the champion holds on to the belt and Tyler, unfortunately, is still the champion. So that's going to change because I'm going to be champion next time around. I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, that's all I really have to say. Um, Be on the lookout for our next Monday Night Raw recap, SmackDown recap coming live. I'm going to be at the next SmackDown, so I'm excited about that. You'll get my sort of... uh, 
true to life experience when we cover that. But yeah, do you guys have any last words? I'm excited for war games. I hope you are too. Yep, I'm excited for war games. I'm excited for everything else too. How about you, Carlos? I'm excited for war games also. We're all excited for war games. Um, yes, we're excited for war games. We're excited that uh, we're almost at the end of the year. After this pay-per-view, we're, we don't have any pay-per-views until what, Royal Rumble? Uh, yeah, after Survivor it. Series, that's it, I think. I don't think they have a December pay-per-view. I think NXT does, but uh, Survivor Series is the last pay-per-view of the year. So didn't I hope they that last year too. They didn't have a December pay per view. Yeah, because they had day one in January. But they're yeah, not... but they're not doing that this year or next yeah. year technically. So hopefully, no, Survivor but Series. Something to look forward to next year is they're gonna have less stipulation pay per views like Hell in a Cell and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what I might. Stop. They I might be doing like money in the. Yep, I was just about to say that. Yep, I heard that they might be doing that. Um, I would love to see that. Maybe for once, because we were talking about this off, um, off the air. Maybe we'll get a good money in the bank cash in soon. Maybe. Well, here's the only thing I don't like. I'm gonna say this really quick opinion, then we'll and then we'll like close out. If they do it at WrestleMania, they said they would do a men's and women's. There's no need to do a women's money in the bank. If you, I get, I get it. Same opportunity. But not everything needs to be equal. I understand they they did that, but like, not every hey, single. You know what right. I'm saying? Women's rights. Hello. No, I get that, but like, it's sort of the same thing. Like the only reason why they were putting the women in the Money in the Bank ladder match was because that was the name of the pay per view, right? Like, it's not like every pay per view they're like, okay, we're gonna have this stipulation be a Money in the, you know. So for me, it's like the only reason why they were doing that match to begin with is not because of a storyline. It's to give. For the pay-per-view, you know? So, I don't know. I just think they don't necessarily need to do that. They could make another match. They don't need to have 8 million fucking matches to please everybody. Give us, like... Oh, it's going to be two nights, though. So, I do the men's on one night, the women's on another night. I know, but, I mean, I guess I can get your opinions on this. I honestly feel like after I see the first Money in the Bank match, I don't care about the second one. Because I feel like I've already said... I know that they do more. I get it. But it's like, I don't want to see the same match twice. Like, the Royal Rumble matches. Like, God, those things are fucking hell to get through. Oh, my God. I don't know. You complain too much. I just feel like, uh, I just feel like it's like, I don't know. There's no point. It, it, it just It's just like, again, I care yeah. more about, I mean, I'd rather have a pay-per-view. Is, Go ahead. What they could do is. They could have one Money in the Bank ladder match one night, and then the next one. The That's next what Carlos night. said. That's what Carlos said. Uh, I get that. I get that. But again, it's like, what purpose does it serve other than just being equal to the men? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna say that, then okay, then women should be involved in the handicap matches. Women should be like, you know, it's like if they're gonna be equal to everything, then do that. You know, but I just feel like unless there's a genuine need for it. Because, like, look at what happened now. Liv Morgan won. She won the title. She already dropped it. Awesome Theory won. We won't give anything away, but we no, all know what happened on Raw. What? Awesome Theory didn't win? Oh, oh, you mean he won the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. Oh. So what I'm I saying is, like, it's a waste of time at this point. They always lose. It's like, maybe then, if you're going to do it at Mania, make it, like, different. Or, you know what? That's what they should do. They should be like, okay... And this, but like, if they're gonna do it, 
don't just put random people. Make it like, you know, all the opponents are former Money in the Bank winners for the women. Or all the opponent, all the people in the match are people who have competed but lost. Or all the – do something different because for me, when it's the same, they're fighting for the same thing, I just tend to not care. That's just me. I'd rather there be five matches on one pay-per-view than 20 matches and have them all not matter. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. I mean, I've always been like that. I mean, the only thing is that, like, I could say the same thing for the men if you're, like, what you're saying about the women. It doesn't really matter because they're doing the same thing for the guys as well. They're, they're having them win and then lose it. It's not like anything special anymore. And that's, that's what really, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. That, that's all I'm trying to say. It's not special anymore. It's not. And, I, and I'll agree with you on that. I mean, I guess the only way I could really say it is just give it a few years of, like, like give it a break for a that's few That's what years. I was just about to say. Break it, break it for a bit because it's the same routine every time. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing with, like, the uh, stipulation pay-per-views. You get so sick of the damn stipulation. It's like, well, we don't need this for no reason. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, who knows? And on a positive, <laughs> I feel like whatever happens at WrestleMania this year is going to be a banger because this WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Listen, I'm excited for anything wrestling, so I'm down for whatever. I just do feel like when we the women compete teams. in the Money in the Bank matches, it's a little underwhelming. The ladders are too heavy for them. They do the same spots. Every time I look forward to that match, I'm thinking, oh, something different is going to happen. Nothing different happens. The men's, yes. The men's always bring it. They always do different things. It's harder for the women, I think. I, I just think. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. But So we're ending it off on him being sexist. Okay. Great way to end this off. Well, because yeah. it's true. They had to do it. I don't, they, I don't, they like, said, I don't like that. that. You're disrespecting them. I don't, they I don't, said I don't. straight out. They said straight out that they had to use smaller so ladders and the money in the bank you don't, you, you don't think that women can do the same thing that men well, can do? I mean, no. I can kind of see what Ann's saying, and I will agree with what he is saying. I don't. I, I do not. I don't not have a I'm not going to say that they don't deserve a match. They do a hundred percent but i mean it's just i don't know they don't give women the same treatment they do for men because like for instance men have let's see they have intercontinental united states two world titles tag titles and everything women just have the two women's titles and then the two women's tag titles which they don't even really give a shit about and let's be honest here the women's division is not nearly as big as the men's roster is so it's a lot harder to make that type of match when you don't have as many women compared to men yeah i mean it's, it's just it just is what if it is they I mean, did like a three-way or if they did like a one-on-one it's also really hard for them to have like a 30 women royal rumble they don't have as many people as the men do it just is what it is and then the surprises are like the same people every year how many times do we need to see kelly kelly and know it's a surprise like we get it she's gonna be in next year <laughs> it's like come on like I don't know. And I'm not hating on Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly's a bomb. I love seeing her. So nice they named her twice. But um, I, I do agree with you, Dan, in the sense of that, like, if they're going to push the women, then have it be completely equal. Have them compete for, you know, this. But then again, it becomes too much. I feel like the problem is just let it be. If it's not broken, don't fix it. The Divas Revolution came. They changed things. I feel like they were doing really good. Um, and then by like 2019, 2020, it went downhill. 
Well, I mean, another problem is you could say that men also have too many titles. I mean, maybe take away some of the men's titles and make some of them the women's titles. I don't know. Like, maybe keep the the men's intercontinental title and give the United States title to the women's. I don't know. That's just a, a suggestion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's hard. You got to, you know, the other problem too is there's a lot of talent. They want to make sure everyone's seen. They want to make sure that, that you know, like, they, there's more opportunities for people. I just, I don't know. I'm just hating right now. It's okay. Um, I'll get over it. Um, but again, I, I know this year's WrestleMania is going to be the bomb. And I'm a big, I do, I do like when I see the women come on the the show. I just want to see them like make. It. What? It doesn't seem like it. Yes, Carlos, I'm a woman hater. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, no, I just feel like it, like I would say, like I said about the men's, same thing. Don't have it every year. It defeats the purpose. If if it's not special, we all said the At last this point, they're just doing it because they feel they have to. That's the last right. time, and we all said this off air. The last time we all thought that a money in the bank match mattered was almost ten years ago. Me and Carlos both thought Seth Rollins, and that was in 2015, which is in a couple. That's like what three years away from being ten years, and. Dan, you said Dean Ambrose. Ambrose, which was in 2016. I mean, a year later. So it's like, come on. You've had so many more money in the bank matches after that. And if those two are the ones that you're still talking, even look, even to go as far as to say, still to this day, people say that WrestleMania 17 is the best pay per view ever. And that's from 2001. That's a problem. If you have over 20 years and your best wrestling pay per view is 20 years old, that's a problem. Agreed. But anyways, you can even say the same thing for like Money in the Bank, like a really good pay-per-view that was uh, not pay-per-view, a really good Money in the Bank winner, a really good one was like maybe CM Punk and that was over 10 years ago already. So uh, you just got a bit of an issue there, buddy. Well, I will say though, Seth Rollins winning, I think I, I, I have to stand by that. I think that was the best aside from Edge winning the first time. However, what was cool about Seth was he did at me and I think that that tops it all. Well, um, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I feel like the first like what really started going downhill was when Jack Swagger won it. That that's just my opinion now. Well, I love how we're bringing up Jack Swagger, Uncle Joe. You never know what you get with us here. Um, <laughs> let's say goodbye because we 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 digressed into uh, all this stuff. What are you guys? Um, what was your match of the night? I think Carlos, I'll throw to you first. Uh, Rowan and Logan. Yes, sir. Roman and Logan. I agree, man. Good match. How about uh, you, uh, Dan? Uh, I'm going to say Usos versus Brawling Birds. Okay. Okay. And one last question. Well, eh, I'll save it for Raw because it actually has to do with Raw. I don't want to give anything else away about Raw. But yes, we'll be back with our Monday Night Raw recap. We have our Friday Night SmackDown recap. I will say we won't be doing a recap from last week's SmackDown. However, I did hear that Rey Mysterio versus Gunther was a banger, so I'm definitely going to check that out. I want everyone else to check that out, too. Well, yeah, well, also, too, at this point, like, I feel like there's not much time. I mean, we could tomorrow's Friday, um, and there's a new episode. At this point, we already know. I always feel like those, those SmackDowns right before the, the Saturday shows are just basically filler for what's to come the next night. And then it's like, it's really like you really didn't miss out on anything. But the one thing that you did miss out on was the Gunther versus Ray. I'm going to check that out 
But with that, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. I want you all to be safe uh, and uh, keep enjoying WWE. We'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank, uh, thank you, Carlos and Dan, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Keep it tight.